Hello and welcome back to Broken Vessels Mended by God podcast. I'm happy to have you here. We are going through the It Is Well With My Soul Bible study lesson and today's lesson is lesson three in the series. And in this lesson we're going to be looking at 1 Samuel chapter 1, the famous passage starting at verses 12 through 20 about Hannah and her prayer. This is a bit of a longer passage than the other two were, but uh, it is one of the most famous and beautiful passages of Scripture that we can turn to when things in our life just don't make sense. Beginning in 1 Samuel chapter 1, starting at verse 12. And it happened as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli watched her mouth. Now Hannah spoke in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she was drunk. So Eli said to her, How long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you. But Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman. For out of the abundance of my complaint and grief I have spoken until now. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant your petition, which you have asked of him. And she said, Let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. Then she rose early in the morning and worshipped before the Lord, and returned and came to their house at Ramah, and Elkanah knew Hannah his wife, and the Lord remembered her. So it came to pass in the process of time that Hannah conceived and bore a son, and called his name Samuel, saying, Because I have asked for him from the Lord. Notice in this passage how Hannah describes herself. Have you ever described yourself in this way, a woman of great sorrow? And notice how Eli responded to her and how his response affected Hannah. Why is it important for us to respond appropriately to those with a broken and contrite spirit? When someone tells me to get over it or there's no need to be worried or have anxiety, I become defensive in my heart. But when someone reminds me of God's peace and it calms my heart, I feel better. What about you? Cry out to Jesus. Hannah gave us the perfect example of how to cry out to God when we are afflicted. She was a woman of God who sought after God when her heart was broken, when logic and her own body failed her. Culturally, she was an outcast because she was barren. And this rejection caused her to feel totally alone in the world. Can you relate? She just couldn't comprehend her circumstances anymore. So she took her eyes off her circumstances and placed them onto God, who knows and sees all things. In Psalm 4, verse 4, it says, Be angry and do not sin. Ponder in your own hearts, on your beds, be silent. Did Hannah give us the portrait of what this verse looks like? 
She did not run away from God, and she was not angry. In her desperation, she did not sin. In Psalm 17, verse 3, it says, You have tried my heart, you have visited me by night, you have tested me, and you will find nothing. I have purposed that my mouth will not transgress. When Hannah had nowhere else to go, she sat before the throne of God and begged him to mend her broken heart. Yes, Hannah's prayer is one that we all can learn from. Praise God that he gave us this example to follow when our hearts are broken. Remember what we learned in Psalm 37, 4. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. We learned that that phrase, delight yourself, means delicately. Did Hannah approach God with anger and resentment? No. She approached him delicately. She did not sin in her despair. She sought God. She cried out to him. She trusted him with her issue, and she made a vow to God. In verse 11, it says that she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life and no razor shall come upon his head. So you see, she did not sin in her desperation. How can we learn from Hannah's example? And how did God respond to Hannah? Then they rose early in the morning and worshipped before the Lord and returned and came to their house at Ramah. And Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. Can you relate to dear Hannah? You might say, yes, but God did not remember me and I remain in my affliction. And it may feel this way. We often ask God, why he blesses some, but seems to ignore others? Why did he heal some from cancer, but not my sister or my father? It can seem like our God is far away, but when we read his word, we are reminded that this is a lie. It is a lie that the devil wants you to believe. Please don't fall for the lie. God remains near to the brokenhearted. We read this in Psalm 51, verse 17. When David cried out to the Lord, The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. Many people in the Bible can relate to your circumstance. King David definitely could. Paul definitely understood about affliction. When he wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So we can rest in knowing that God understands and gave you a plan to handle your fear and anxiety. Life Application So how do we apply all that we have learned about crying out to God with a broken heart? We learned that how we respond is important. Let's reflect on Eli's response to Hannah. 
In verse 14, he said, So Eli said to her, How long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you. Uh-oh. Eli saw Hannah praying and thought she was drunk. Was that a proper perception? No. What about us? How do we sometimes have an improper perception of someone's fear or anxiety? Sometimes we lack compassion, don't we? When someone expresses their fear or anxiety or grief. But later, Eli realizes Hannah's need. And how does he respond in verse 17? Then Eli answered and said, Go, go in peace, and the God of Israel grant your petition, which you have asked of him. How we respond to someone in need reveals what we know and believe about God. Eli knew who God was and pointed Hannah to him. Do we do that? Compassion is discussed often in scriptures. You can read about it in Psalm 86, Psalm 111, Psalm 112, and Psalm 135. Did the psalmists understand who God is and about God's compassion? Yes. What about the prophet Jeremiah? Here is a prophet who suffered. His whole mission, his whole ministry, he never saw one person come to the saving knowledge of God. Yet he understood about God's compassion. He wrote in Lamentations 3, Through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed, because his compassion fails not. And what about Jesus? Did he understand about compassion? Yes, remember in Matthew 9, when he saw the multitudes coming toward him, it said he had compassion on them as a shepherd, because they looked like sheep without a shepherd. Just imagine the scene. The lepers, the mutes, the blind, the lame were all coming toward him for healing. And he was not disgusted by them. No, he had compassion for them as a shepherd does for his wounded sheep. Now, if Jesus had compassion, how important is it for the followers of Jesus to have compassion? In Hebrews 5, verse 2, it says, He can deal gently with the ignorant and wayward, since he himself is beset with weakness. And in Hebrews 10, it says, in verse 34, For you had compassion on those in prison, and you joyfully accepted the plundering of your property, since you knew that you yourselves had a better possession and an abiding one. Why is it important for the Christian to know how to respond to those who might be in chains or deep in sorrow like Hannah? We read in James chapter 5, verse 11. Behold, we consider those blessed who remain steadfast. You have heard of the steadfastness of Job, and you have seen the purpose of the Lord, how the Lord is compassionate and merciful. If God is compassionate and merciful toward us, we need to be compassionate and merciful toward others. It's our calling, isn't it? How can Hannah's testimony increase your confidence in praying to the Lord? He remembered her, didn't he? And he definitely remembers you. So this week, spend time with the Lord. 
rolling over all your cares and burdens to Him, asking Him to grow you in your prayer life, to grow you in your compassion toward others, and to grow your confidence in the fact that God hears your prayers. Until next time, think about what you learned about the Lord today that comforted you and maybe challenged you. I look forward to our next lesson when we learn more about going to God's Word during times of great fear and anxiety. And until then, God bless.